0: What's going on, y'all? My name is Timothy Cato III, and this is yet another episode of I Got More To Say. And this week I am joined by Taekwon Bethea, also known as DJ Tata. DJ Tata is an award-winning DJ out of Brooklyn, New York, who will be talking to us about the art of DJing, his new upcoming music, and of course, playing a game of put on or put out. Make sure y'all follow us on all of our socials and keep it locked right here, because as always, I Got More To Say. Yo, what's going on, everybody? My name is Timothy K. Third, and this is yet another episode of I Got More To Say. And today, I am joined by my brother, my homie, my, what do they call it, Conrad. I'm going to use all the old head words. I'm joined by award-winning DJ, DJ, no, oh, excuse me, DJ Tyquan Bethea, also known as DJ Tata. DJ Tata, what's going on with you, Blaine? What's playing? going on, my boy? How are you?
1: I'm chilling, buddy. I appreciate you having me here.
0: Man, Tata, number one, thank you for making the trip all the way from Kewson
1: in this cold-ass weather. Yeah, you good, man. It was about <laughs> I'll make that trip for you any day. My man, baby.
0: I appreciate it, Tata. Nah, but Tata, man, how you been? Yo, Before bro. we even get into anything, let me just
1: ask you: How you? I been? like that question, bro. I'm living, bro. Yeah. I'm, I'm surviving. Like, how I'm, is life? Life is.
0: Like, how was life being a black man, 2024, head on straight, handling business, mm-hmm. getting money, making music, one of the nicest DJs in the world? How
1: has it been? Yo, bro, I'll be lying if I said life is easy, bro. Life mm-hmm. has been. A journey, bro. I'm taking my journey one day at a time, bro. I'm embracing my struggles, my pain, everything that come along with the journey, bro. But so far, bro, everything is good, bro. Honestly, bro. I can't yeah. complain, bro. I'm blessed.
0: Man, you know I go, bro. love to hear it, man. Same hit. I felt that yeah, thousand percent yeah. just being blessed. I told myself the other day, I'm like, you know what, bro? I feel like God got me in the space right now where I'm learning. Yes, bro. And I was like, even though it's hard a lot of days, I'm like, you know what, bro? I'm learning. I can't even complain. But anyways, Tata, man, let's go ahead and jump straight into it. DJ Tata all the way from Brooklyn, New York. Yes, sir. Tata, well, first off, Tata, let me go ahead and let you, let me ha- let you have a platform. Tata, introduce yourself to the people.
1: You feel me? So yes. for those that don't know, mm-hmm. I go by most hated Tata. That's my new up-and-coming name as an artist I don't look at myself as a rapper I call myself an artist um everybody knows me as Tata though. that's my real name you feel me I wear many different hats Some one day I'm a DJ the other day I'm an artist um you feel me a professional uh, I wear a bunch of different hats or whatever but you know from Brooklyn born and raised uh Brownsville to be exact
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh right now I'm living in Syracuse um in my career teaching right now, I'm trying to get back into school, go get certified to become a teacher. I don't think that's my long-term goal, but mm-hmm. for right now, I'm just gonna, you know, ride the wave until, you know, I decide it ain't for me no more.
0: I respect it. Yeah, nah, man, that's yeah, what's man. up. Now Tata, you mentioned Brooklyn. Yes, sir. You mentioned Brooklyn, yes, sir. So Tata, I got when you was coming up, you know, household. Streets, whatever, like not even. I don't let me not say streets. Household, growing up in the neighborhood, um, just this music thing brings us together. What was like being played? Like, what was like your initial like introduction to music? Because mm. I said before you
1: rap, right, boom, DJ, boom. Okay, okay, everything. So it, I, I'm gonna say it's two different things that okay. really, really, really introduced me to music. The okay. first one, my mom's right, mm-hmm. and the reason I say my mom's is because you know I come from a single parent household. You feel me? My mom's that's my rock, that's my heart, my everything. Mm-hmm. It's me, her, my little brother, and she would make sure she drag, drag, dragged us to um, church every Sunday. You feel mm-hmm. me? And then from church, she was the choir director. So, you know, we had no choice. We had to sing in the choir. And you was
0: in church almost every day.
1: Bro. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a whole... <laughs> I already know. Yo, buddy. That's a whole nother conversation and topic, bro. But yes, I spent a lot of time mm-hmm. in church. You feel me? I feel like that... And that's why I got a, a bigger, as big of a heart as I got. But... Mm-hmm. You feel me? We had to sing because, you know, she the choir director. We was forced at that point. Like I didn't really have a choice. But at the same time, it was something that I was good at. And mm-hmm. then I didn't just sing with random people. I sing with all my cousins. Mm-hmm. So it was all just a choir full of boys and we all know each other. We all related. We all grew up with each other. So yeah. it was it was fun. Like we made yeah, So you all live in Brooklyn, right? And we all from Brooklyn, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we all made the best out of it. You feel me? Like we grew up with each other. Like it's not just some random person that you met, you don't know them, so you might be uncomfortable. Nah, we grew up with each other. Mm-hmm. So that was the that was my first introduction to music. Singing in the quality and stuff like that, learning how to be organized, how to be in a group, how to work as a group. Mm -hmm. But it's just on a minor level. Um, And then, again, the second one is my mom's. And you probably could relate to this one, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, black parents, bro. Every Saturday, you yep. wake up to the smell of need <laughs> some food. Yeah. You smell the food, the bake. You hear the bacon popping. Yep. All right, everybody, get up. It's time to it's time, time to, to clean. Like that's up. it. This this. Mm-hmm. And then you could hear the the jams blasting, bro. I'm yeah. talking about all my mom's favorite songs. So for me specifically, it's like '90s music. Anything okay. '90s, bro. Uh-huh. I loved it growing up. Anything okay. '80s, I loved it. Loved like it. Okay. all that old school music. That's what I grew up to. So Facts. that's that's what really made me have a love for music. You Man, shout me?
0: out to her. You was Raised Big, oh yeah! Nah, Amen. my mom's
1: know. She already know we be yo. We, <laughs> oh, yeah. we be in the car jamming all the time. I play something that's way before my time, and she like, "What you know about this?" And I'm like, "Man, man you put me on." You know me like that's it. That's all. Yeah, that's kn- all it is. I know
0: for me, it was Mary J. and Jill Scott. Man, listen, man. When we heard my, that right there, bro, my
1: mother is yeah. a hard Mary J. J fan because Mary J. from New York.
0: Oh, yes. yes, come on. So I was going to say, come yeah.
1: On. And then that's that's, that's the thing. It's, it's struggle, see struggle. You feel me? You feel that person's pain because they put in their pain in the music, so it's easy to relate because she from this, she the same from town. The town. So, yeah, so you related. Nah, I respect it. Facts.
0: So that's how you got your start in music, just in general, is just being in the choir. When did this hip-hop thing, you know what I'm saying, this thing we call hip-hop, you know, this, yeah. this, um, this very unique and, you know, groundbreaking culture, when did you... I don't even want to say when did you get inserted into it because you're Mm -hmm. from New York. You're from Brooklyn. You're from, you know, the birth, you know, like area of it. But like when did like the hip hop thing really click? Like, you know what? I like this. Mm -hmm.
1: So I always been a fan of music in general. That's just my like I got a love for all music. It's no specific genre. It's not like I only listen to hip hop Mm because if you're being honest, I don't. Listen to hip hop as much as I listen to like R and B. Okay, you know what I mean, like I got other genres that I like more than hip hop, mm-hmm. but for me specifically, I want to say like my jump into hip hop was probably like in high school. Uh My school they built a production, pretty much like a, a recording studio, like mm-hmm. a whole production floor. Literally, yeah, what school you went to? I went to a charter school, bro. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So I started in public school. Mm-hmm. I went to BC Brooklyn Collegiate ninth grade, then. Williamsburg Charter High School, that's in Williamsburg and Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Bushwick. Yeah, Yeah, like um, I did. I was was there from tenth all the way to twelfth or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's a it was a fairly new school, so they're still implementing different things. Like we had a couple different things that was different from other schools. Like we had rock climbing in the school in the gym. Like it was weird, bro. It was weird. It was
0: weird. That's fire though.
1: But yeah, they ended up building a recording studio. You -hmm. know, and luckily my class was the first class that was able to try it out, bro. From Mm -hmm. there, you know. I met a couple – well, I, not met a couple people. I was in class with a couple of my friends, and then I met a couple people, Somebody that, some people that was, like, musically talented, and I, you know, linked up with them. And we just – in class, we got to do projects and stuff like that. And from there, that ended up becoming something that we ended up taking serious. All of us went our own separate ways, but we took it serious because we had a teacher named Mr. Dilworth, and he always would challenge us when it came to anything pertaining to media. Like, mm-hmm. he taught us how to do – make your own mix, how to, you know, shoot your own music video. He's showing us how to do everything on our own. Like, he's our our YouTube before YouTube really became the tutorial space. Everybody Shout go to you him. here. Like, he literally, he had a class where he would teach us anything media-wise. Mm-hmm. Whatever you wanted to learn, i will teach you how to do it. Want to put a podcast together, i will show you how to do it. You want to put a mix together, i will show you, like, everything. So, he really introduced us, and then when they implemented the classes, he was one of the teachers and it was another music teacher, and they used to give us projects, and... At some point, we had to make like a, a school anthem. I ended up making a school anthem, and that's what got me started into hip hop because, literally, that entire song, with the help of a couple of my friends,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think I made the beat. My homeboy he wrote the hook. Like it, we all did different parts, and then I just was like, you know what? I'ma write. Let me let me write for the first time. Mm-hmm. I wrote and ended up writing a school anthem, like, recorded a music video for it. So they still show it in the school and stuff like that. Like, yeah, bro, like, uh, my, my teacher. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you later. feel me? Like, yeah. he, he really hooked us up with showing us that, but he also showed me a side of myself that I never knew I could tap into, like, show me more of a creative side. Like, all right, cool.
0: Man, ta it's so refreshing to hear a anybody, but especially a
1: black man,
0: talk, have a positive Story about how a teacher influenced
1: them. I oh yes, bro. Hear that? Listen, man,
0: Mr. Dilworth. Shout out to
1: you. Oh, appreciate you, yo. Yeah. Listen, mm-hmm. Dilworth. When you see this, you are gonna laugh at me for this one, but it's crazy because it's even bigger having a black role model.
0: you oh, I a black. He's man.
1: black man. Yes, oh, sir. Man, black. shout out, <laughs> Mr.
0: Dilworth, yo. <laughs> Man, I ain't want to just jump to conclusions, but t- any teacher in general. But man, Mr. Dilworth, he still at BC?
1: Nah, he's he still at Williamsburg Charter, you feel me? Man,
0: Mr. Dilworth at Williamsburg Charter brought oh, a thousand gun salute to you. For real, for yeah, real. Yeah, thousand gun he salute. He know, he too. know.
1: We still tapping, we talk all the time. Like, he's he just more than a teacher. That's like yeah. that's like big bro, you feel me? Like, nah, I look at fact, him like a, a big like brother, a, even though he's old enough to be my pops, but that's yeah. like big bro to me. Like, that's the relationship we got.
0: Gotcha, man. Shout out to Mr. Dilworth. Tata, Brooklyn. Big Brooklyn. Big Brooklyn.
1: Got it tatted on me, you feel me? Oh,
0: wow. Okay, bad. I even I go, know that. Yeah, man. Big Brooklyn. <laughs> ta ta, man, um, I got so many questions about it because Brooklyn, to me, when I look at it, is truly a unique place. Um, no disrespect to any other borough in, excuse me, I don't need to say in New York City because that's where the borough is. Mm-hmm. At. No disrespect to any other borough, but just on the outside looking at me, born in Atlanta, in between Atlanta, upstate, just on the outside looking at... I have never ever seen anybody go harder for they, t- well, borough mm-hmm. or slash where they from than people from Brooklyn.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, like it's cr- so crazy because like in, like I always say this like almost every single borough got they um got they saying. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you know Queens get the money, and mm-hmm. I don't know some of the other ones. I don't know like Staten Island, yeah. and the Bronx. No so respect. but. It's usually one that's universal for every borough, but Brooklyn got like five.
1: Brooklyn got... Yeah, like... Every neighborhood in Brooklyn got its own. Got its own. You feel me? Oh, uh,
0: I'm from the Ville. I never ran. I never, never will. will. That's, that's... You feel me? Oh, um, what's the other one? Do or die, bed style Yeah. Like, I'm sure there's other ones that I'm missing, but Tata, what was growing up in Brooklyn like? And you're from Brownsville. I'm from Brownsville. You're from Brownsville. Yeah, okay. Sir, like Tell like us said, about that.
1: never ran, never will. So, yeah. if you take that, you take that slogan as you want to take it, you feel me? Like... Mm-hmm. And of course, it's going to always be somebody that say, oh, they probably lying. They ran at something. Listen, it's deeper than that. You feel me? That slogan is more so about being street smart. You feel me? You got to mm-hmm. know it. it's going to be a time to stay and fight, and it's going to be a time for you to run. You, can, you feel me? You can't beat the whole world, and you can't. Every situation don't need a fight. You mm-hmm. feel me? You don't have to stay and fight for every situation. So that's what that slogan means. Yeah, for You feel fact. me? But for me personally, bro, mm-hmm. Brooklyn, like you said, is unique, bro. Like, I attribute everything everything that you see right here, right now, is Brooklyn. You feel me? Like, anywhere I go, I don't got to tell people where I'm from. They're going to automatically where you from. You get what I'm saying? Because I just got a different aura, a different vibe, a different everything. Like, we got a very unique style. Just personalities are different. Mm -hmm. But growing up, specifically in Brooklyn, bro, honestly, I think about this all the time, bro. Growing up in Brooklyn was beautiful, bro. At, At the time that I was growing up, it was perfect. It was, everything was perfect. Being a 90s baby, you get what I'm saying? Like, we didn't have the technology and stuff like all these kids had. So guess what we had to do? Be outside. Be outside. Like, actually be outside. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Actually had to make friends. You actually had to interact with people. You get what I'm saying? You want to go see a friend and go hang out? You got to go to their, their house and ask their parent if they could come outside. Like, Brooklyn was beautiful, bro. There's so many places in Brooklyn to go. And just not even just Brooklyn, New York City in general. Like, there's so many different places to go and see that's actually beautiful. mm mm-hmm. Outside of just the hood, because that's the thing. Some people only see Brooklyn or see New York City as being the hood, but it, it's really a landmark if you think about it, bro. Anywhere mm-hmm. you go, people take pictures of Biggie, Biggie's mural yep. on Fulton Street. People go and take pictures by the bridge. Like We got tourists on 42nd Street year-round. Like, it's just the, the, the energy, the vibe. New York City is just different. It's very distinct that's what i would say mm-hmm. it's, it's in its own category you can't really compare it to anything but it, it honestly growing up in brooklyn was beautiful bro i enjoy mm-hmm. my childhood in brooklyn
0: yeah and i feel like your neighborhood specifically like and i'm this ain't me being yeah, yeah, but like when i talk to people and i ask people like because you know i'm i've only been to like three or four places in new mm-hmm. york city so you know and i'm so fascinated by the city and it's like i ask people like yo like you know what's brownsville like and I've literally got the guy answers, the most positive answer I've ever got is, it's Brownsville. That's the most positive answer mm-hmm. I've ever got when somebody asked me about, like, whenever I ask somebody about Brownsville. Because, you know, on the outside looking in and the way I look at it, to me, Brownsville is rich and, you know, a lot of history and a lot of very notable people from yes. Brownsville. Yes. I think Mike Tyson was born in Brownsville. Mike Tyson. One of the Wu-Tang members. If not you, God, it might have been maybe Jizza, I think, was born in uh, Brownsville. Omar Epps. Omar oh, Epps is it's from a Brownsville. It's a lot of people,
1: bro. Like, yeah. And that's the thing, like you said, it's a, it's always going to be a beauty to it, whether mm-hmm. people want to see it or not. So, like, that's the thing. A lot of people, they hit Brownsville, mm-hmm. and their eyes get big. Like, they start looking at you sideways, like, yo, bro, I'm everybody from yeah. Brownsville. Like, why, like why does
0: it have, or why do you feel like it has that stereotype?
1: First, I want to say maybe, like, the poverty levels, man. Like, you feel me? In, in Brownsville, it's a bunch of different projects all directly lined up next to each other. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? they all within like a block radius or a couple blocks away from each other and they're all back to back to back. And then once you cross the street from one, you're in a different set of projects. So like, it's the poverty levels, it's the people, you get what I'm saying? It's like, it's a bunch of different things to take into account, but it get real real serious over there basically because of the poverty levels you're gonna see some very poor people and then it's like a mix of poor and like middle class so it's like in that little bit of mix you know once you got poor people and they 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 struggling to survive at they gonna do anything to go and survive so that's really what i grew up around a lot of my friends ain't have it my moms ain't have it. you get what i'm saying so it's like all right we out here fending for ourselves we gotta figure it out on our own mm-hmm. so yeah that's just the The situation with Brownsville, but I don't feel like Brownsville is as bad as people make it seem. Like, yeah, it get bad. Any way you go is going to be bad. Mm -hmm. It just depends on who you know, and you just need to know where you should be and where you shouldn't be. That way, you don't get yourself into no situations. Nah,
0: man, I respect that, man. Yeah, because it's. I feel like when we really start talking about the, like, um, the quote unquote dangerous of the hoods. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And any. Area, I feel like especially as black people, um, we got to rethink the way that we think about our neighborhoods that might be struggling. Yes, because generally, if there's a neighborhood full of people that are struggling, probably a bigger overall greater reason which is usually something that has to do with some form of government. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why, like, even me, like, you know, when I used to be, like, at Oswego, like, all my homies was from New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, they tell me different things about, like, different boroughs. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd play along with it. But then when I really started thinking about it, I was like, okay, number one, you're not from none of these places. And number two, you know, you ain't never been there. And number three, you know, there's a... If people are struggling, it's generally, like I said, a reason. It's overall a greater reason. So, you know, that's why I always like to ask people, like, from certain areas that may be notorious mm-hmm. like what was it really like you know so that's why I had to ask because like I said you didn't say nothing that's back. a good question you said yeah, growing yeah. up in Brooklyn was beautiful yeah. and you said before that you was from Brownsville a lot of people would be like yo what he t-? like some people yeah, might yeah, look yeah, at you yeah, sideways yeah, like, bro yeah, like yeah. you good but yeah, that's why I had to ask but Tata um so we talked about yeah, we talked about the music we talked about growing up in Brooklyn let's bring them both together so I always say this when I first Like, I always knew Biggie was from Brooklyn, I knew Busta Rhymes was from Mm -hmm. Brooklyn. I knew that Brooklyn had a lot of great and dope rappers, I know Brooklyn was really rich in history. I mean, it goes all the way back to the 80s. However, as far as our era, because me and you were around the same age, you know, what was the, like, the, I don't want to say the pinnacle, but when did Brooklyn take off, like, as far as musically?
1: (laughs) Brooklyn always- Yeah, like hip-hop. Brooklyn always been-
0: Yeah. But I'm talking about-
1: Specifically for me?
0: Yeah, like 2010s.
1: All right, so like our like, coming of age. But what what's, what you talking about, just hip hop in general or just like, oh, like, our a subset experience. of, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. our experience.
0: So, like, well, for example, you living in, like I said, you living in Brownsville and it's sometime in, like I said, like late, like I said, late, like pre-2010s, early 2010s. I would say, like, that's when I feel like, mo- I always say this, most people really who really love this the way that we do, yeah. we probably really start realizing that we love this more than a lot of people around like the age of ten. So like ten to like So I think 20. I understand
1: what you accent. Yeah. That period was like a transition of mm-hmm. our generation of hip hop as opposed to hip hop mm-hmm. being like like switching over from the nineties, two thousands, like it was I, I understand what you accent. Yeah. So personally for me, mm-hmm. I wanna say, I really, really, really got into hip hop because of like shows like 106 and Park. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was running all throughout the 2000s. You got people like uh, AJ and Free, and then you had uh, Terrence and Roxy, and mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying? And this is something that you after school, York, right? After oh. school, you come home and it's the first thing you put on. Like when you, when you cut the TV on, it's the first thing that's on. And it's playing all the music, all the hot music that's mm-hmm. hot in the industry, but it's also, like, digestible for kids and for families and all of that stuff. So it's, like, dumbed down in a sense. So, like, me really getting into hip-hop was from 106 in Park because I would come home from school. I might do some homework. I turn on the TV. Now it's music playing. So now I got to tune in while I'm, you know, doing my work. It'll help me get my work done. But at the same time, I'm learning music. So, like, you know, at this time, we seeing... This is when groups was a thing, like we, young money, cash money. You get what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? You got Wayne, you got Drake, you got Nicki. They was lit at that point in time. I want to, I don't know the specifics of the dates, but if 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 it's along the 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 era that you, I think that you're trying to get at, Mm -hmm. definitely like, I want to say maybe later towards the ending of to 2000. So like this is like the coming of age
0: like for you for music. Yeah, so like, like maybe
1: yeah. me progressing into a teenager I was able to digest hip hop way way more. Way more. Way, way more.
0: more. Yeah, and then like I said you are from
1: Brooklyn, so it's so much culture yeah, that comes with it, bro. That so like comes with it, yeah. that's why when you asked I'm like, "Wait, so like from birth because if you yeah. think about it, bro, like like you said Biggie from Brooklyn, Biggie's a mm-hmm. landmark. Any everybody mm-hmm. know who Biggie is. You could talk, you could have a conversation with anybody in Brooklyn yeah. about Biggie. I ended up having, started having conversations with people and I found out that it was people that I'm related to who used to be around them. You get what I'm saying? Who mm-hmm. physically know him, who know what he, he, he used to do in his in and out days. You, yeah. you get what I'm saying? Like day in and day out. Mm-hmm. It his day to day schedule was like.
0: Yeah. Cause you know something. And I guess I'm, I don't feel like I don't need to say this again, but just to reiterate this point, not from Brooklyn, mm-hmm. but from the outside looking in, Brooklyn seems really small.
1: Bro. Like it's like everybody yes.
0: know everybody. Yes. So yeah. that's the
1: thing. It's small, but it's overcrowded. And mm-hmm. I, don't under, I don't think it might make sense, but if you from there, it makes sense. Like, bro, I say this all the time, it, even my moms. she always tell me, like, anywhere you go, if you good to people, nine times out of ten, you're going to see somebody you know. So, me being from Brooklyn, when I left and came to Oswego, I didn't expect to see nobody I know. I'm seeing people I went to high school with, people I met in middle school, people you get what I'm saying, just because that's how small the world is. I don't even think it's just Brooklyn. I think that's the world in general, bro mm-hmm. like sometimes it's gonna just be where things align, and that's just you know that's God in a sense, but at the same mm-hmm. time it's just the the reality of what things are. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn is very small very small. very small. everybody knows everybody, or everybody you might know somebody that I know, but that, me and you never met before. Me you me get what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah that's all it is it's like. It's very small. Very small.
0: Now, Tata, when did you and like start like DJing? Because I feel like is that mm-hmm. what, outside of the choir? Is that like kind of like when you first got your foot in the door as far as like hip hop? Like as far as you so like and yeah, yeah me,
1: me inserting myself into music. Yeah, it like, was and, my first. Yeah, my my that was like my first entrance into music in mm-hmm. general. You get what I'm saying? I did band for a little bit. I intro- I was introduced to band, like you know, at playing instruments and stuff. Would you play? Um, I did flute for like a year or a little bit less than a year. Okay. And then I did drums mostly. Dope. Then I was going to learn trumpet. But at that point, they had to like dismembered the band or whatever. Okay. So I tried to learn instruments and stuff like that. I, pl- I actually play the drums. Like okay. I can play the drums. Mm-hmm. I did drum line in middle school. So mm-hmm. like I was getting different bits and pieces of the music. Like me, I just wanted to learn. the inst- And that's, that's me in general. I want to learn the ins and outs of everything. Like. I'm gonna learn this today. Maybe I can learn this today. Let me let me try this. So that's how I ended up getting into DJing at some point. Because again, big shout outs to Mr. Dilworth. I got to high school and now and he's like, Well, y'all gotta put a mix together. In order for you to put a mix, you the person that's in, in control of making the mix, so ultimately you're the DJ. So that was my first introduction into DJing. It was a class assignment, had to make a mix, ended up being something that was actually liked by some people, and that was my first introduction to DJing. Like, all right. Maybe I might you know, learn how to DJ, but at this point in time, I didn't have no equipment or anything. All I had was a laptop, so I'm like, all right, I know that I might have the ability to DJ because of one, I know a lot of music, and I know that DJing is just more than having a skill. It's about music selection. You pick the right songs, you good. You pick the wrong songs, you lose the crowd. You get what I'm saying? You got to know how to control the crowd. So, Mm -hmm. I didn't really, 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 really get into DJing until I got into college. Because my main, I, I, and I know you know, bro, Everybody' main goal when they get to college is, one, academics. Yep. But, two, you also got to figure out how you're going to survive outside of that. Meaning, like, how I'm going to eat. How I'm going to have money to go out with my friends and chill and do all the other things that I want to do. How I'm going, you know, just how you're going to provide for yourself. So, like, that was my thing when I got to school. I'm first trying to figure out how I need to provide for myself. I can't work because I'm too busy doing school. My mom's don't want me to work. So, I'm like, right, I I got to find something else that I could do. Mm-hmm. Freshman year, I met a DJ, DJ Mighty. Big ups to you, my boy. Shout out, Mighty. Um, and we were chopping it up or whatever throughout the year. And he was one of the main DJs on campus at that time. And then we had DJ Shacktown. You know, He was big on YouTube at the time. Big ups to you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I met a couple different DJs. And I'm always at the parties. And when I go to the party, I go get lit. You feel me? I'm vibing. I'm in the middle of the circle. I'm dancing, do all of those things. Mm-hmm. And then I just started watching at some point. And I'm like, you know what? Let me actually see what they do. On a di- on a regular, mm-hmm. watching they're controlling the crowd. You know, it's, it, it's literally like a, a actual job. Like a like you got a clock in and you got so many things that you got to do to make sure that everything goes right for your parties and your events and whatnot or whatever. Mm-hmm. Started watching them and talk to them and having conversations with them. By the end of that freshman year, Shacktown was graduating. Mighty was like, "I'm out of here. This ain't my vibe. Mm-hmm. I'm I, I don't I don't want to stay here no more." So once he was on that type of time, and I'm like, "I right, bet." Mm-hmm. We ain't gonna have no DJ. Like, and the parties was lit all year. I'm like, damn, you know what? I'm gonna start DJing. I told somebody straight up, like, yo, I'm I'm, I'm DJing. And pe- some people was looking at me like, wait, what you mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, bro, I'm gonna DJ, bro. Yeah, like, I'm gonna figure it ah, out. I could do it. I know I could you do took it. I'm gonna figure responsibility. it out. Yes, bro. Yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna figure it out.
0: We, we can't have trash parties.
1: And that was my yeah. main goal with it. Like, yo, bro, yes, I don't want that vibe to die. Mm-hmm. Like, my freshman year was epic, literally, like, legendary to me, bro. Like, I wanted everybody coming in to still be able to experience that same vibe that I experienced as a freshman. So, like, right, I'm going to start DJing. That summer, I went crazy working hard. Like, I think I had, like, two, three jobs maybe that summer. Stacking up, doing everything I possibly can to buy equipment. Mm-hmm. Ended up buying speakers. Well, got speakers from family. Grabbed some other equipment from here. grab some equipment from here. grab some equipment from here. And then I just started teaching myself. So, that's how I got into DJing.
0: Really? So, you self-taught? Hell yeah! Oh, Hell makes yeah. sense,
1: yeah. Any bro, and that's with anything in life. Anything that I wanted to do, I had to self teach myself. Mm-hmm. I Had to learn it on my own. I get it out the mud sometimes. You feel me? Oh. That's all it is.
0: Gotcha. you. So that's how you started DJing. Mm-hmm. What was like? Do you remember your, the first party you ever DJed?
1: Remember that? So I'm. Um, yes. Okay. Yes, and no. Okay. The first party I probably ever DJed was something small. So I used to I used to DJ in a village, mm-hmm. you know. It's like a little apartment or whatever. We used to do yeah, little yeah. small parties. Okay. And it would be the same people that call me every week like, hey, we need you to DJ. Hey, we need you to DJ. So essentially, that's what made me better. I started out small. Started out by doing like little small house parties and little regular events on campus for organizations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then I just got bumped up to Legion out of nowhere. Like big, mm-hmm. big space, big venue. Oof. You got to figure it out. Legion. You got to figure it out. Like, yes, bro. Oh, I, I did a Legion within less than a year of me learning how to DJ.
0: That's impressive. That's very impressive.
1: And I was working with the Legion. Less is than like a year. that's like the yes. club at Oswego. Yes. Yes. All
0: my Oswego heads know what I'm talking yes. about. Yes. Oh man. I did my first.
1: Legion a, lot legion. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, a lot of boys
0: became men in Legion.
1: a lot of boys became men in Legion. A lot of boys stay boys. <laughs> you feel me? Continue my football. Now you Gucci, bro. Yeah. I, that was pretty much everything, bro. Like mm-hmm. I did my first Legion within less than a year, bro. So like. That was a confidence booster to me.
0: Mm -hmm. You had that motherfucker turned out, didn't you?
1: It was for my first one. The first, it was okay. It wasn't. It wasn't bad, and it wasn't like oh crazy like fallout. Like I've had way better parties, Mm -hmm. way better events, but it was a good start for me. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Like it was a great start for me, and then from there it was just take take off. After that, I'm going. I got schools hitting me. Hey, can you come DJ here? I got family hitting me back home. Hey, I need you to come DJ this and do this and. So, at that point, it was like I was literally booked up from, like, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sunday. And I would literally be booked up all weekend, have nothing but events lined up. But luckily, it kept me, you know, good. Like, I had money. I was able to, you know, provide for myself and my yeah, situation at that time. Stay and fresh. Bro, I tr- uh, listen, bro, everything I got, I got on my own. I ain't the freshest, bro, mm-hmm. but I try to do what I can, bro, like.
0: I ain't wear all the
1: Joneses, bro. I ain't wear all the Joneses for me.
0: Tata, so DJ obviously is, you know, it's a, it's a part of your brand, mm. DJ Tata. Yes. Like, how, what has it done for you, like, mentally, emotionally, like, spiritually? Because I feel like especially as time is going on, this might be two questions, yeah. so let me try to keep this you short. Could. But, you know, DJs have a lot less respect than they once had, I feel. Mm. And maybe that's like I said, yes. I'm not a DJ. This is on the outside looking okay. in. Okay. But what has it done for you? And how do you feel? And like I said, you could answer them one at a time. And what, how has DJing evolved from when you started till now?
1: Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, personally for me, what Mm. it did, I want to say it showed me that, you know, I have the ability to be successful in whatever I choose to do. Right. Mm. With DJing, that's only one aspect of DJing. You get what I'm saying? DJing and you know, actually playing the music and actually doing the events, that's only one part of it. Mm-hmm. The other part is the social socializing part. Like you gotta actually go out there, introduce yourself to people and meet people. You gotta be a hustler. That, but you gotta know how to be a businessman on top of that. Mm-hmm. If you ask anybody, they'll tell you that's one thing I don't play about is money. Like mm-hmm. being a businessman, I'm never gonna play with somebody else's money. Mm-hmm. So if I somebody's booking me for an event out. and they pay me, guess what? I'm there on time, I'm there early. Mm-hmm. I'm doing anything that they're asking me to do. I'm asking questions before, and then I'm asking questions after to make sure that we all set. You get what I'm saying? Because I don't want my name to be tied to anything that's negative. Mm -hmm. Try to keep it positive. So, So, on a social level, it was great for me because... I got to interact with different people. I put myself in uncomfortable situations. Mm -hmm. You know, being up there DJing, it's like a stage. You get what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. people are actually depending on you, and they're waiting for you to mess up. It have been plenty of times where, you know, it was a situation that could have happened, and I had to figure out how can I maneuver this situation. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, as a DJ, you control the the crowd. So, if the crowd's not into it, guess what? That means that's on you. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, you have to figure those things out. So, on a social level, great. Um, Mentally specifically for my situation it was definitely draining as hell bro like draining because it was a couple djs i was cool with and then it was a couple djs that who just didn't we didn't click and and that's all cool and dandy or whatever but at the same time it would be just too much other nonsense going on i felt like like competition and like you know little secret animosity and whatnot and like me being me i'm just gonna always be making known that i'm me like you feel me people would take into a they would take it sideways or feel a way that I said I'm the best DJ. Like, listen, I'm not trying to discredit anything that you got going on, but this is for me and my mental and my my thought process and my motivation. I'm just speaking directly for me. It's nothing against y'all, you feel me? Y'all do what y'all do. I just know who I am personally, you feel me? And I'm him, you feel me? So at, y'all take that however y'all want to take that. Mm-hmm. So social, cool. Mental, eh, it was draining. Emotionally, though, mm-hmm. I would... I- like, I want to say,
0: that, really I, rocking a party?
1: bro, like, yeah. listen, bro, it's a different type of high. It, 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 it got nothing to do with drugs. It got nothing to do with drinking.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When you see everybody in the crowd lit, I, I could even explain it to you like this. How would you feel if random people was just walking up to you? You don't even know who the hell they are. And they know your name. And they just saying, hey, what's up? And keep it pushing. Oh, that's the DJ that did this party. He's lit. Like, this is me randomly walking around campus. I, I would have random people, hey, Tata. I don't even know who they are. Hey, how you doing? I asked my friend, yo, who that? You get what I'm saying? people are starting to know me or getting to know me because I'm doing events and I'm doing parties and they come in and they're enjoying themselves after doing nothing but homework all week. You get what I'm saying? Nothing but classes and whatnot. So this is them being able to, you know, chill and kick back and let loose or whatnot. So, bro, it's a great feeling, bro. Like, I done shut so many parties down and people talk about it to this day and people send me videos still. And... You feel me? Like it's it's still a great feeling. But I want to say, being in that time at that time and period, I felt like I was like at my peak because it was just like new to me and it was something I had never experienced before. So it was a great feeling. Emotionally, it was great. Wow. Mostly it was great, and then what was your second question? Well, I don't
0: <laughs> got I don't. you. How has DJing evolved since from the time you started mm-hmm. and your peak until like now? You know, because I don't know if you're still necessarily as active as you once were, but like, how has it evolved? Because the way I look at a lot of DJs today, a lot of young DJs, they think it's MacBook Pro, big ass, oversized, goofy ass headphones, and you know you're a DJ, and I feel like a lot of people don't understand the the techniques and the aspects that come along with it. Mixing, blending, introducing new music as well. Like, I feel like DJing is really becoming a lost art. So I just wanted to ask, do you have that same experience? I'm agreeing
1: with you on that, right? And the reason I'm not even gonna speak on DJ specifically and the actual art of DJing, bro. Mm -hmm. The reason I know that it's a lost art is because when people throw events now, people nine times out of 10 aren't even looking for a DJ. Why? Because it costs money, right? People don't wanna pay the prices. People wanna pay you what they wanna pay you, right? Mm-hmm. And if I'm a DJing, or if I'm a DJ and you and I'm DJing and you ask me to DJ for three hours, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, can you DJ for three hours? with your price? And I'll tell you my price. My price is $100 an hour, $300. Oh, that's expensive. Can you do $100? Can you do $150? Well, guess what? My speakers cost $1,000. My MacBook costs $1,500. Mm-hmm. My turntables cost $800, $900. Mm-hmm. You're giving out all my equipment, all of that stuff is an investment.
0: Yeah. At any you point not in time, it.
1: but not just that, yeah. at any point in time, if any of this stuff clunk out and I'm doing your event, guess what? I got to take that money that you've given me and put that towards fixing whatever goes wrong on my situation. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, regardless, I'm still going to take a loss mm-hmm. while you don't have to worry about any of that because it, it doesn't, people don't think about those type of things, bro. They just want to lowball you. And then another thing is, me personally, bro, my new favorite DJ, bro. Mm-hmm. My new favorite DJ is right here, bro. You feel me? Mm. Yo, bro. Apple Music, and I just learned this probably, I want to say, a couple months ago. If I go right now and play any song on my Apple Music, it's a setting in there that now where your music can transition for you. I don't have to physically switch the song as the song is fading out. The next song starts playing, so it sounds like an actual transition, bro. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I'm actually in the car bumping, and it transitions over to the next song, and it really sounds like somebody's DJ. And I'm like, yo, that was a crazy mix, like. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? CrossFit, so uh, technology, yeah, bro. Yeah. That's all that is, bro. Like the, the advancement of technology is also taking the art away, bro. Like you don't it made need- people lazy, right? Yeah, because mm-hmm. you don't really need a DJ no more if you got your phone. If you come up with your own little mix and it do the transitions for you, what you need a DJ for? You get what I'm yeah, saying?
0: Exactly. Nah, I feel you. Yeah, I mean, I always said too, this little thing right here, I feel like it's, it causes people not to think
1: anymore. That's the point of technology. It's, com- it's convenience. Yeah, but everything man, like, but technology is about convenience. Yeah,
0: but like, people can't even use their brain anymore when it's That's analogous. the point of technology,
1: bro. So yeah. that's the that's the that's the downfall of technology. It makes mm-hmm. everything convenient for us. For us, but it also I'm listening. takes away our. You good? It also takes away our ability to be able to do things on our own.
0: Mm-hmm. Nah, I, I respect it, Tata. But man, uh, you like I said, as far as the young dudes, like the young DJs. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you is like one I feel like of the very few that I've experienced to witness that, you know, still have respect and
1: love for this art. Yeah, you man. know what I'm saying? I definitely salute you. You got to actually love music. I feel like yeah. you can't just DJ if you don't care for music or if you only mm-hmm. care for one genre.
0: And then you really go out and you look for music. Like when I said, told you, you'll send me a couple artists you're listening to, half of them was people I never heard of. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow. You know what I mean? So I got to give you your credit. Like, I feel like, you know, a lot of DJs too shut themselves off from different things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of DJs won't accept or embrace a certain a certain subgenre mm-hmm. or a certain mm-hmm. artist when you know is that really what it's about you know so I salute you for always I feel like you give everybody a chance yes yeah I feel like you give everybody yep. a chance but real quick Tata um I, I want to go back and talk about Brooklyn now um because I, I want to get into uh Jarell. okay so actually before we even get into that no actually no nah, no nah, we'll start I've seen on social media that a lot of people credit like uh, Bobby and Rowdy, mm-hmm. um, especially Bobby. When Bobby came with Hot Nigga. they credit him for in 2014 for being the early like um, the early pioneer of drill. That's who a lot like who I see a lot of people credit. Now, I was talking to you mm-hmm. and I was like, well, the first drill artist I had really ever heard was 2 gs mm-hmm. And then I remember I had to go back And I had to do some more digging. And then I remember it was Curly, uh, Dada, Mm. Money Mills, Mills. and the next artist we go, yeah, and Bambino. So, you from being from Brownsville, Mm -hmm. and like I said, I I feel like drill, so many people try to put drill into, like, everybody associates it with either Canalsy or they try to associate it with, like, Flatbush. Mm -hmm. But according to you, Bambino was like really the the true pioneer of the drill sound. Mm-hmm. He's from your neighborhood.
1: Yeah, from Brownsville. No, from Brownsville. So that's the thing though. Mm-hmm. I remember, I was telling you earlier, everything is about even though we are from the same neighborhood, it's mm-hmm. about blocks and territory. Like mm-hmm. they live a couple, they live two blocks over from me, but they're a whole different side. Like yeah. I grew up on the Wu side. Mm-hmm. They from the Cho side. Yeah. But I know people Bambino from their side. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know people from their side. Like I got family that live on their side, and mm-hmm. then I I grew up on that side, so I know a couple people. Mm-hmm. So it's still it's like a mutual love, but everybody not like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the first thing I'm gonna say. Yeah. Second, secondly, I'm gonna say, it definitely started in Brownsville, with like who, the two people that you mentioned, Bambino, Money Mills and Bambino. Yep. So like you said, you, you you said you went back and did the research. Yeah, you mentioned you Curly with my gang, gang, yes. gang, gang. Yeah. So like. <clears throat> That was one of the first, 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 first notable mm-hmm. drill songs. So you wouldn't consider Hot Nigga one of the first? No. Hot, Thank that, you. It's not technically a drill song. That was just hip-hop.
0: Yeah, I feel sorry to cut you off. I feel like Hot Nigga, people showed it love mm-hmm. in the afterward like you know what i'm saying like after you know the whole thing with gs9 mm-hmm. and everything went down but when that song like you said when that song first came out didn't nobody say oh this drill shit." Yeah, it like, wasn't drill, nobody yeah. was really at least excuse me like i said i'm not from new york new york niggas please don't come for me but nobody was like jacking that that was drill yeah i think in, i think hot nigga in retrospect people like okay they might be early pioneers mm-hmm. but yeah because i that's why i had to ask you i'm like i don't that was hip hop, as you said. That was so, I, that was New York niggas.
1: I feel yeah. like people don't understand or have a definition for what drill is. They just associate it any any anything, mm-hmm. any music that's related to gang activity or has gang members that are creating it, mm-hmm. they automatically assume that it's drill. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that's not the case. Drill is about a specific subset of hip hop like you said mm-hmm. and it contains a specific type of beats mm-hmm. and melodies and yeah. samples and whatnot. Mm-hmm. that's what makes it drill so once it's you not that, even a subject matter it's not even a subject matter it's about oh, the beat okay. the way the beat come in the way mm-hmm. that 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 808 come in and the way the snares come in and it's like very like like raw and like the beat is almost kind of violent in a sense yeah if that makes sense bro mm-hmm. very very like loud and, and all of that. So, like, I feel like before you even mention drill in Brooklyn, you got to understand that. All of this drill stuff started in Chicago. Yeah, right? of course. Of we course, took yeah. it and made it our own, right? Because yeah. Chief and them Chief and them started. Now, yeah, right? they yeah. inspired drill and mm-hmm. whatnot, which is understandable. Yeah. But when, I'm, I was really talking about I nah, know you were talking yeah, about Brooklyn okay, and whatnot. Because yeah. so Chief,
0: Chief is the nigga with to I just want to
1: shit. point that out because I don't want nah. nobody to say, like, oh, they feel like they started drill. Nah, nah. nah. Brooklyn Chief, drill. Chicago. It's yeah. totally different from... Chicago drill, but mm-hmm. we were inspired by Chicago. Anybody yeah. can't say we wasn't sh- inspired by them because they started it. So mm-hmm. Specifically Bibi, though, Chief,
0: um, Herbo, all of them, all everybody of them from yeah.
1: out there, like Reese. when they yeah. was when they was rapping, everything that they came out with was drill. Considered drill. They wasn't just making regular rap out there. Anything mm-hmm. that they came out with was considered drill. Mm-hmm. But when you come to Brooklyn now, and you know, with the height of everything going on, we had teams and Mm -hmm. gangs rapping already but it wasn't considered drill because of the way the beats was made yeah it didn't become drill until like you said curly dada Mm -hmm. bambino money Money mills Mills.
0: yeah
1: they jumped on that track gang 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 was lit they Mm -hmm. put you feel me like everybody jumped on that wave from there Mm -hmm. and then
0: and bambino was the
1: first correct so I want to say, if you if we being technical, you just brought up some uh, something to me, yeah. like the fact that they did that song. If you gonna credit anybody, we can give all of them all of them to credit because okay. they they did that song together. <clears throat> yeah, Bambino did his own thing though. He was mm-hmm. he was his own artist, mm-hmm. and he made like alle- allergic to cuff and yeah, like that
0: was my um,
1: shit. Oh yeah. and finesse mm-hmm. and like uh. uh I'll just leave Yo, bro, is. he had Matt. So that's what I'm uh, saying. Like, those, that's the entrance into drill. He mm-hmm. started that. You get what I'm saying?
0: See, yeah, see, cause, I, cause when I went back into, and, and like I said, I just looked into it from what I got from it. It's like, okay, Bambino Curly, Dada Money, all of them, you really got to get a credit yeah. to them. But if we talk about like the first pop and drill nigga, on the, like I said, it was Bambino. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I that's that's how I view it. Yeah.
1: I agree with you on that. And mm-hmm. like I said, we not even from the same side. Like mm-hmm. my side is considered their ops, yeah. but I don't look at them as my ops because, mm-hmm. like I said, I got family and whatnot on my side, and they mm-hmm. personally ain't never do nothing to me. So you know, mm-hmm. that's just a whole other topic for a different you know yeah, for a different, different time or yeah, whatever. Gotcha. But yeah, I give him his credit for that because again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He started with a couple of songs, and then right after that, that's when everybody else, again, that's mm-hmm. the thing with Brooklyn. Like, everybody else start putting out their own versions of it. So now he do that. Now, now, like you said, you got people like Tutu G's and Chef G and all these other people who are rapping start popping out, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, you got people all over Brooklyn, East New York and Flatbush. You, you mentioned a couple neighborhoods, Bedstock. Yeah. It's happening in different areas, mm-hmm. just all based on proximity mm-hmm. and, you know. What block is, is is does this person live on and what group are they associated with, whether mm-hmm. it be a gang or a team and whatnot. And then it goes from there, bro. Yeah, because, but I'll give him his credit for that. Not definitely. For
0: sure. Yeah, because I just was like, you know, when people I think when if you ask like one in like a hundred like hundred people, like, yo, like what borough like when you hear Brooklyn drill, what borough do you automatically associate it with? Like I said, you get the floss, mm-hmm. you'll get um you get the floss. And I feel like you'll get um, East Flatbush especially. Mm -hmm. I feel like you'll get Flatbush and even the style to a certain Mm -hmm. extent. But I feel like Brownsville gets supremely overlooked. And I'm like, yo, Money Mills, as we said, Money Mills, Bambino, Curly, and Dada is all from Brownsville, correct?
1: Well, I think Curly and Dada from like East New York or uh, or, or Canarsie, which is close, but they're not from Brownsville. Money Mills and... Bambino, Bambino from, Brownsville. from Brownsville,
0: yeah. So I just was like, you know, how is the how is the spot where, like I said, Bambino was one of, to me, the first like real poppin' nigga in the drill mm-hmm. shit, from what I could see. How why does Brownsville always seem to get overlooked? And you know, I think it goes into just the fact of you know pop and you know
1: him, you know, really bringing it to a but mainstream that's, audience. Pop comes later. Yeah, but way, see, yeah, exactly. He four later. years so after. So I think what yeah. it is is you got to really be from mm-hmm. Brooklyn and to then really be from Brownville it. to really understand what's going on. You get what I'm saying, like. Mm-hmm. If you really go and look at most of these interviews, mm-hmm. even, even, even a, a bunch of the Wolves, they'll tell you straight up, like, yo, we give the other side they props. Like, being on them really started mm-hmm. drill and made it lit, and then we took it and made it our own. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. everybody was always doing music, so I don't want it to seem like, oh, they started music, and then we started. Nah. Everybody was always doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. But when the drill scene came, they started with their first couple songs that actually took off. Yeah, yeah. Then from there, you got the people, like you said, 2G's two, two mm-hmm. and the Chef G's and everybody else start popping out now. Yeah. yeah. And then now it's become its own branch. That's, that's when it becomes a branch now when everybody else start doing it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: At this point, I felt like he was just trying it. He didn't know it was going to take off like how it did, but it ended up taking off. But yeah. people don't give them that credit because again... If it's the the beginning of something, of course, nine times out of ten, the person who starts something is not gonna get the credit for it until yeah. somebody else remakes it. Mm-hmm. And then now the world is put on display and now everybody is able to see it. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? In a sense like that. So if you really from Brownsville or you from the area or you know what's going on in the music scene or just in the streets in general, you really, really know. Like mm-hmm. But pop comes years later. Mm-hmm. Years later. Yeah. Like it was it was already happening before pop came around. Yeah,
0: because like like I said, when I first, when my ears first um, got got introduced to drill, it was TUTU. Mm-hmm. It was TUTU G's or TUTU Black. I call him a bunch of different mm-hmm. names. He got so many different names, but it was TUTU G's mm-hmm. because he came out with Suburban. Mm-hmm. And Suburban number one, I mean, the beat was crazy. Mm-hmm. I was like, this. I was like, this beat is like evil. Yes. So it was Suburban, and then I remember uh, he had on uh, the ski with ski. the red tassel and then the video was like all grainy and shit i'm like damn but like i said it set fire to what like i feel like that's to me from what i've seen is he like the one who set fire to it like is 22 g's the one who set fire to drill as far as really breaking out of new york or is it somebody else because i feel like when he did that and then chef responded it was on from there
1: so i don't want to give anybody specific credit for that okay. i feel like I know all, they all question. play their part in that because yeah. if you think about it, nine times out of ten in drill music, mm. so like that's the thing. And in, 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 in Cuffin, to Cuffing, Bambino's talking specifically about something, he has a, a specific mm-hmm. topic that he's talking about. Mm-hmm. In other drill music, like No Suburban, they're talking about beef, they're talking about street stuff. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, they're talking about, you know, their actual, it's like politics. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that's why people really tuning in because, you know, oh, he just dropped a diss track. Basically, that's that's. Pretty much what, what No Suburban was. I mean, what Suburbans was. Or was you talking about the Blicky Freestyle? You, you no,
0: no, no. I'm talking about when I when two when two two G's first came out. With,
1: he dropped Suburban. He dropped Suburban. And then Chef dropped No Suburban. And then Chef
0: dropped No Suburban. So that's the point. It was yeah. like a
1: it was like a, a back and forth, mm-hmm. like a diss track for a diss track. Like I, right, you was creative on that. Now, let me let me show my side. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And then like you said, two twos flick. Chef drop it. Guess what it do? It flicked. Mm-hmm. It flicked right back, both literally, right Flick right back. Yeah. Now, guess and what? And it was both great songs. Now, guess what? Yeah. Tutu going to do the same thing again. Yeah, he do No Suburban 2. Suburbans too. Subur- yeah, Suburban 2, excuse me. Yeah. Now guess what Chef, Chef do. do? No, no Suburban Suburbans 2. You get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, that's, that's what's really drawing the attention in, because mm-hmm. people are tuning in like, oh, he dropped one song, then he dropped the song, and then he dropped another song to react to that song, and then now he's dropping another song to react to that song to the song that he... You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like. That's really why a lot of people tune in, because a lot of it contains beef, it contains information, it -hmm. contains culture, it contains a a bunch of different things. A lot of different things, It contains a bunch of different
0: things. Drill is bigger than just what they try to paint it in in
1: the media. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the media, of course. The media can, mm-hmm. can only speak on, on one thing at a time. They can't yeah. talk on everything, everything that's going on. You mm-hmm. can't mention the pro and then the con yeah. with the media. It's really criminally misunderstood. Yes. yeah misunderstood. Very but misunderstood. it's also, mm-hmm. I feel like it also could be redirected and be made or mm-hmm. put in a better or a positive, like positive yeah. light.
0: I agree. But you want to know something, no, Tata? And this is something that I've just um, that I've just overheard and I've just seen in interviews. It's like when it comes to the drill thing, everybody like, yo, like, can we bring these dudes together? And I want to get your opinion on Mm. this. The way somebody explains, like, right, if I'm a rapper and I'm from this side and another rapper from another side reach out to me Mm -hmm. and they want to do a song, we want to put the beef to the side. My man, too, from my side, right, he got beef or his man's got killed by another person on this other rapper's Mm -hmm. side. You see what I'm saying? And, you know what I'm saying? So, and we know he did it. Mm -hmm. So, it's like, Now it come back. I can't even associate with this side because blood has been spilled in the streets. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And the two sides just ain't never ever gonna see eye to eye. Mm -hmm. So, do you feel like that's really what's holding drill back? Is just all the I mean, holding drill back from just all the bloodshed that's happened? Listen, yeah.
1: Because I the same question you asked. Mm -hmm. I got. Friends that's gang members. I got family that's gang, gang members. members yeah. You feel me? I done did my little dudes in the street here and there, but I ain't no gang member. But mm-hmm. I done I done been in the street, so I know. Like I know people. Yeah. And I done asked that same question. Yeah, and like, I'm yo, and I'm
0: not from the street, so I'm sorry if I sound. No, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. good? You
1: good? Yeah. I've asked that same question, bro. Like, mm-hmm. yo, how can we stop the beefing? Like, what what can we do to put this to the side, put that? And that's the same thing that everybody says: it's too much blood that been spilt. Yeah. And then another thing too that comes with it, if you think about it, it's a cycle that just continues to repeat because. Like you said, that situation that you just explained mm-hmm. is all based off personal beef. Yeah, it's not even about like that person did something directly to him. Mm-hmm. He can't work with him now because his mans feel away because they killed somebody from his side a minute ago, and mm-hmm. that's really what I feel like. That's what the street life is in general. Everybody got beef now. A vicious cycle. Everybody got beef now because they attach themselves to a gang and mm-hmm. they take on that gang's personal beef. Nine times out of 10, you be having beef with somebody who never personally did anything directly to you. They don't know you. You just from two You don't know sides. that person. Y'all just from two different sides. You get yeah. what I'm saying? And then
0: it's so easy to get sucked into this shit because as you was explaining to me earlier, like, like you said, with Chef, Chef is viewed as woo to the masses. Mm-hmm. But Chef never ever came out and said, I'm woo. And said, I'm woo. Yeah. Chef has just been crap. Yeah. Pop Smoke was woo. Was woo. You know what I'm saying? Excuse me. Legends never die. The smoke will never clear. Mm -hmm. Pop Smoke is woo. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and then, yeah, so like he is woo. But like Chef never, but like you said, people look at Chef like, yeah, Chef woo.
1: Yeah, as so you that's said. A, that's another. So thing. it's so
0: easy to get sucked into all this yes. other shit. Yes. Yeah, just like by you by can't who even asso- be neutral.
1: But just by who you associate yourself with. That's yeah. just in general. If you see somebody around, a bunch of gang members all the time, nine times out of ten, you're gonna associate that person as mm-hmm. a gang member because that's who they be with. Yeah, you yeah. see them with them, you're just gonna associate that with them. Yeah, yeah. The thing with pop smoke and then just the woo thing in general is two different Wus, bro. You get what I'm saying? The oh, first so you introduced me to. Some, yeah. so break it down. So the the first Wu, yeah, started in Brownsville.
0: Of, and see, it goes back to Brownsville. Everything relates continue. back to Brownsville, gang.
1: Continue. That's why the Chos are from Brownsville. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So Bambino's side is Cho. The other side, like the side that I grew up on is Woo. Woo. You get what and I'm saying? all this
0: started in Brownsville?
1: The beef started in Brownsville. God damn. Okay, continue. All the continue. beef started in Brownsville. Like, yeah. oh, I want to say 08, 09. Oh, shit. And it's been going on ever since.
0: So it's been like 15 years. Like, damn near 20 years. Yo, bro. Like, yeah.
1: You know how many niggas been dead for years now? And niggas is still outside riding for niggas who they never met, bro? It's niggas outside right now still riding for a nigga they never, ever met. But because they're OG and this was their game a couple years back, niggas take on that. You feel me? They throw yeah. that on their shoulders and they actually run with that and take it. And that's what I was saying about yeah. it being personal, bro. If it ain't personal, if a nigga ain't never, ever personally do something to me, I don't got beef with him. Mm-hmm. But the moment you personally do something to me, oh yeah, we got beef.
0: Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: But to actually take on somebody else's personal beef, I feel like that's... That that just all goes into discipline and mm-hmm. you know ignorance, not knowing. You feel me? Mm-hmm. The lack of knowledge, those things. Yeah, and you said that the WU's started in Brownsville. Started in Brownsville,
0: and the Chos started in Brownsville. Yeah. But you said that Dave. Um, so can you kind of break this down, Wu and Cho? What
1: do? You, which part of it do you want to know?
0: Man, start from the beginning.
1: All right. So like the Chos pretty much mm-hmm. consist of a bunch of different gangs, right? Yes. YG's the folks. Folks is GD. Yeah, that's the GDS. Black, yes. f- Black flags, black men Yes, okay. black flags, okay. right? Mm-hmm. They live in Garvey. The YG's Marcus live Garvey in...
0: Projects, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, Marcus. Yeah. Yes, yes, I do my research. The houses, yeah, 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 yeah. the facts, houses. Facts. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So Marcus Garvey Projects is GDS. My back, let, let me let the you think. You, 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 good, you good. yeah. Let me restart. Marcus Garvey
1: Houses. Yeah, it's GDS. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You go up the and block. this is the Cho. Yeah, this is the okay. Cho's. Okay. You go off the block, um, couple blocks up to Howard Projects. You got YG. Um. Then uh, I want to say in Flatbush is where the rest of the folks is at. The Blickies. Okay. The Blickies. So like okay. they're, the Blickies are, are pretty much a subset of the folks.
0: Mm-hmm. And they all got black bandanas.
1: Black bandanas. Okay. Right. So that's this is why you'll see a lot of woo niggas say GDK. Right. Mm-hmm. But in u- ultimate reality. Gang- the,
0: is that Gangster Disciple Killer?
1: When you say anything that you put a K on, you're basically saying like you don't fuck with it. Okay. But what does GD stand for? Uh, uh, Gangs Disciples. Disciples. Okay,
0: so yeah, I mean, when you put, so like EBK is everybody killer.
1: Everybody K. Okay. Or you're just saying everybody K. K.
0: Oh, because that's a New York slang.
1: That's slang. Yeah, K is So you say Shurm, any, something okay. K, you just not jacking you're not it or jacking you don't it. fuck with it or okay. anything of that nature, right? That. okay. So you go to, so they're a subset. The Blickies are a subset of the folks, mm-hmm. but you'll see a lot of woo niggas say, I'm GDK, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, I'm Blicky K, because that's really, ultimately, who the beef is with. When you say GDK, you took onto to a whole gang. Mm-hmm. I, me personally, I didn't know what GD's So, you talking to YG's, you talking to folks, and you talking not, to the Not even. Uh-huh. When you talking, if you say GDK, basically mm-hmm. you're saying you don't fuck with no folk. That's what you're saying.
0: Oh, no folk. Okay. No
1: folk. And you know, the folks stretch deep. They 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 stay in Chicago, they everywhere. everywhere. You get what I'm saying? Everywhere. So that's why a lot of people mm-hmm. don't like the Wolves. Yeah, we right? got GD's in Atlanta. I'm sure. Yeah, they all, that's what I'm saying. They heavy mm-hmm. out there. They, yeah. they heavy out there. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. They heavy out there. Mm-hmm. But. To say GDK means that you don't fuck with the entire gang. And that's what a lot of people in the industry have been talking about, whether they're folk or whether they, you know, they they didn't agree with the rules or whatnot. Because, you know, there are rules who are in a door and they're actually actively preaching GDK. You get what I'm saying? Like, instead of saying Blicky K, because that's who the beef is with the Mm -hmm. Blickies. They're a subset of the folks, the folks,
0: which is all Cho. Yes. So Cho, folk Blicky.
1: I would say it's a little bit different. Okay, gotcha. The cho part, the cho aspect of the whole shit Mm -hmm. is, all right, let's say the folk is the gang. Mm -hmm. That's a different, so in in New York City, we got two different things. We got gangs and then we got teams, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Gangs, the main gangs is like folk, blood, Mm -hmm. crip. You got, you know, like freaking Land King, Mm MS-13. Those are the main gangs. Then you got teams, right? Mm -hmm. So the wolves is Mm -hmm. wave gang, team. Okay. You get what I'm saying, or Dod. That's what it started as, okay. a team. The Chose started as teams. You get what I'm saying, YG and uh, Hood Stars, and all of those, all of those different teams. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's subsets and subsets. If that makes sense, most of these people are in gangs, but they associate whatever team that their that their hood is connected to. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Okay. So I got a couple of friends who's Crip, mm-hmm. but they associate with the Wolves because. That's the side that they, they associate with. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the opposite for the other side. I want to say, like I said, 08, is when everything began. Mm-hmm. The woos are from a different side. The chose are from a different side. All of this started mm-hmm. from blood being shed. Mm-hmm. Once the first body dropped, next body dropped.
0: And, it's just and it just continues. And on it's, on a it's, it's a cycle,
1: it's a cycle, it's a cycle. And mm-hmm. that's how it goes. Now, the newer woo that you was referring to with mm-hmm. Pop Smoke, they're from Kanarsi. The they floss. came. No, the Wools.
0: No, the Floss.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's Kanarsi. Yeah.
0: yeah, I'm. Just, I'm oh, yeah yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cold, cold. <laughs> the Flossy,
1: Flossy, fault. Yeah, you good? Um, they from Kanarsi, mm-hmm. but their woo is different. So the woo from Brownsville got three O's in it. It stands for We on Our Own. Oh, the woo for from Kanarsi is mm. just a total different woo, but it still has the same meaning. It has the same hand sign. It has the same, pretty much the same. Notion is just a subset now. Again, now they've made their they made it their own, mm-hmm. but they still are connected. Now, when they first started, it was a lot of politicking going on where people were saying they're not woo,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it was politics going on saying that they are woo because they they they're you know they could be correlated to messing with or tied to this person and this person and this person. But it's two different things. Mm-hmm. But they still took on the same beef that the wolves got. And that's with the blickies and chos and whatnot or whatever. Gotcha. So that's pretty much how all of that... I ain't going to get into the specifics of how everything started, yeah, 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 but yeah. that's just the basics of everything.
0: Because yeah, Chos to are, are their
1: own thing. Mm-hmm. Wolves are their own, own thing. thing. Mm-hmm. It all goes based on where you live at mm-hmm. and who you be around. Mm-hmm. Most of these people are gang members yep, outside says, of yeah. this gang. Mm-hmm. And... That's just, that's what it's been for the last, like you said, 10, 15, 15 years, years now, bro. Like, Tom is flying, bro. Mm-hmm. And Body's still dropping. Years later, there's a bunch of new gangs out now. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. the older, the younger heads are now the older heads, and the, and the younger, younger heads are now the. Up-and-comer, old head, So yeah. it, it, it's a bunch of stuff, bro, to take into account with that, bro. But it's, gotcha. it's, too, it's, it's, it's a lot of politics. That's really what that is, politics.
0: Got you. Uh, we can go on and on about this drill stuff, but I do want to make sure that we get to our other segments. I want to talk about your personal music. Okay. Last thing, since this is going to serve as a transition. So you mentioned artists having a social responsibility.
1: Definitely. Yeah, you, 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 yeah. You, you're heavy
0: on that. You said that publicly, and I respect that. When it comes to drill, a lot of people say, okay, it's entertainment. But because drill is so deeply rooted in, you know, a lot of gang culture, do you feel like drill artists have a social responsibility?
1: No. Right. Ooh. And the reason I'm going to say. See, this is interesting. All right. So I'm going to say yes mm. and no. OK. Anytime you decide to pick up a microphone or decide to pick up a camera yep. and you put a message out there, mm-hmm. you now have a responsibility because you.
0: Spread an information.
1: You spread an information, but yeah. you are also you're. You're creating a platform, right? So anybody is is able to follow, Mm -hmm. anybody's able to take into account what you're saying and Mm -hmm. might think it or take it as the truth, even if it's not proven to be so. Mm -hmm. And you just, you can be misleading or you can be leading someone and you don't even realize because you're putting information out there, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the the part where I'll say yes. The reason I'll say no for drill rappers is because you got to understand most of these people... Most of these drill rappers are educated. You get what I'm saying? They're really in the street for yeah. real, for real. Mm-hmm. And they're doing what they're doing to change their situation. Mm-hmm. So they're not thinking about the, the 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 fact that, hey, me me saying this and me saying that might actually affect someone in the street. It might be a little kid who actually take everything that I'm saying and try to actually do what I'm You get what I'm saying? They're not thinking about those things. Mm-hmm. Or just even the fact that some of the lyrics that they're putting out are negative or have a negative energy and the fact that energy travels. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like... Those are not things that's being thought about because all, we, mm. all, all they thinking about right now is how can I change my situation? How can I get myself out the hood? How can I get my friends out the hood? How can I get my moms and my family out the hood? That's all they're thinking about at that point in time. Mm. And it also goes into a sense of ignorance. Not calling anybody ignorant as mm. a, a bad thing, but if you don't know what ignorance is, it's just the lack of knowledge. Not the knowledge. lack of not knowing. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So nine times out of ten, they don't even know that they got a platform, bro. You get what I'm saying? They don't know that they can affect somebody's life by saying this or saying that. They don't understand those things. Mm -hmm. But once you take into account or you are taught that, that's when you really, really have that responsibility. When you know the effect that you putting this information or you putting this song out, it can affect somebody else out there Mm -hmm. or affect somebody's family. You're talking about somebody's dead loved one. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's that's, that's just the ins and the outs to that. So I'll say yes and I'll say no. But I believe any artist has a, a responsibility. Once you decide to step in front of a camera, once you decide to talk into a mic, once you decide to play a song or play a video or do anything of that nature, you are putting information out there. You are, you know, putting something on your platform for people to digest so you can't be upset when people digest it mm-hmm. and it might not be what, what you wanted them to digest. You get what I'm saying? Yes, sir. That's I all definitely. that is. And
0: that was beautifully said, man. Shout out to you. Just to end off on the drill thing, Tata, um, can drill ever evolve and adapt? Because the beat's crazy. As I say- I feel like though, it already has. Really? Okay. Explain briefly if you don't the mind.
1: The samples, Right. When drill first started out, it wasn't just all samples. Now, Mm -hmm. every drill beat that's on the radio is a sample. It's a sample. Right? So it's just like the creativity of it. Mm -hmm. Now, I talk to my homegirl about this all the time. And she say, the thing I don't like about the drill beats and when they do samples is that people don't know how to be creative with it, which means they don't know how to steer away from the sample. If you're already using a sample, you don't want to continue to talk about the same thing or reuse words from that sample in a song because it just makes it like it's unauthentic, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. When you can get on a a sample, I'll give you a prime example. Mm -hmm. Be Love. Yep. Right. When he came out, Mm -hmm. both of the first songs that put him out there were samples. But in the samples, he's not talking about the same thing that the samples talking about. He's creating it and making it his own so, it's it's just showing like the creativity to it.
0: Yeah.
1: That's the evolve, That's that's the evolution so far that we've seen already because when drill first started, they wasn't doing like samples and stuff like that. Mm. Now, they're throwing samples on every drill beat mm. and anybody can jump on it and make it sound good as long as you have some creativity. Certainly. So, we've seen evolution already. Can it change even more? Of course it can, but it all depends on what, what aspect of change you're looking at. The that, beats can change. Yeah. The lyrics could change a little bit. Mm-hmm. I feel like the, the drill gonna be drill. The mission, yes, the yeah. mission and the objective of drill, is not gonna change. The yeah. guidance and, and the direction and trajectory is going is never gonna change.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, do you feel like drill has been the most impacted subset of hip hop by drugs and violence to any other to any other subject? Hell yeah, you know? hell yeah. I look at it. Almost every single popular drill artist has either died or did, either is currently in jail. Or was in jail. Pop smoke. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna nah, I'll say it because I was his nickname. Rest in peace to the wool. Pop smoke is passed on. Mm-hmm. Choo Choo G's had I think a few different Nick things Blicky. in prison. And then um yeah, Nick Blicky. Um wait, did you say Nick or Big? Nick. Nick, yeah. Sorry, i I you go. You go yeah. Um Nick Blicky, as you said, and then Chef was locked up, came out, popped off, and now he had to go do two years, mm-hmm. and then they arrested Chef, in prison. Mm -hmm. I ain't never seen that Mm -hmm. before. So now he looking to fight like a 30-year case. Mm -hmm. Sleepy was locked up for a little Mm -hmm. minute. He got released like some months ago. Anyways, the list goes on. Yeah, You know, like, do you... Excuse me. You you heard the question, but like, you know... It's a lifestyle thing, bro. Mm -hmm.
1: Because you got to understand, it's not just about the music. Mm-hmm. Everything that they rap in, nine times out of ten, or maybe not nine times out of ten, but a lot of what they're rapping is what they're attempting to live in real life. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And then not only just that, it goes back into what I was just saying, bro. It's all about energy, bro. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you put negative energy out there, you mm-hmm. don't never know how it's going to come back to you. Whether you see it as negative or not... Mm-hmm. Or whether you see it as positive, whatever yeah. energy you put out, it always comes back. It and comes I back truly believe in that, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It could be the, lighted, the slightest action, any, any little action. As long as your energy is off or if it's positive or if it's negative, mm-hmm. it's gonna come back to you. Gotcha. Always believe in that. So, bro, honestly, it's so much negativity within the music, but it's also positivity mm-hmm. within the talent. Yeah. Right? So the music carries the negativity, mm-hmm. but the positivity is the fact that they actually have talent. It's just being used the wrong way. Wrong way. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got to find the you got to find the good things in, in certain situations, bro. So like, I feel like even though God rest is so pop-died, you mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Think about his effect. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And that's the point. That's, that's how...
0: His impact is crazy. Designer fashion. Bior was like the song of like the Black Lives Matter But even matter think about movement. the time that yeah. we spoke
1: about. He mm-hmm. did all of that within less Nine than a months. year. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's what you call legacy. You get what I'm saying? To be able to leave a mark after yeah. you're gone.
0: His foundation go back to Brooklyn every year. Shoot for the stars. You get what I'm more. saying? Yeah. The
1: fact that you are able to leave a legacy after you're gone. Mm-hmm. Whether It doesn't matter how nobody felt about you while you was here. But now that you're gone, guess what? You still live on because you put that energy out there. Mm-hmm. You made sure that some things were set so that when you are gone, guess what? My legacy mm-hmm. continues. Y'all will, I will be remembered.
0: Yeah, and I got faith in Drill because I remember I seen an interview that Two Two G's did mm-hmm. when Pop Smoke passed away. He was like, "Man, look, I ain't getting on this platform to talk or bash or talk down about any um, any deceased black man." Mm-hmm. He was like, "Man, rest in peace," and my
1: condolences to his yeah. mother. I was like, "Damn, bro!" But that's that's really what it come with, bro, because
0: but I, I feel like for that. some people,
1: uh-huh. so that's the thing, I feel like a lot of... Because I know it was niggas in his clique that, that was like, yeah, no, yeah, bro, fuck wrong with bro? You. everybody yeah. was laughing and joking, bro, and mm-hmm. it, it's always like that. It don't matter what side you from. You can never be if a If somebody dies from the opposite yeah. side, they're going to take and make a mockery of it, and vice versa. It's just... That's just how it goes. You get what I'm saying? But like you said, that is big and that's positive positive and the yeah. fact that he's able to do that. But usually it goes like that from both sides, bro. Because if mm-hmm. you think about it, nine times out of ten, anybody that's from either side, whether you're from the Wu or the Cho side, you grew up with somebody that's from the opposite side. Nine times out of ten, you beefing with your old friends. These are people who grew up with you, people who actually know you. You get what I'm saying? so. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me they simple. don't have no effect on you. Mm-hmm. And just even being a black man, me personally, I'm not in the streets, but me seeing black men dying mm-hmm. on a consistent basis like that, it messes with me. I can't Definitely. say I'm not, I'm unbothered by that, bro.
0: Yeah. Nah, I feel you. I'm even,
1: wishing. even if there's other people from the opposite side who sometimes mm-hmm. I've had conversations with people mm-hmm. and they're like, you yeah, I ain't even going to lie that one. I I I I feel for people. You get what I'm saying? Like you mm-hmm. you have to have some type of empathy at the end of the day, bro. Like ain't nobody out here that evil to the point where you just like, well, I don't care. Everybody could die and I don't care. You get what I'm saying? Like it, it's bound to happen to either side. So, yep. I like how you got some positivity or 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 you have some faith in the fact that you know drill can definitely take off, and be used or seen in a better life. Definitely. We don't hear those those type of conversations a lot.
0: Nah, they certainly do. And I'm going to just say this because I want to get to the next segment. But I'm going to just say this right now, man, to all my drill artists, all of them, I don't care what, Bronx, Brooklyn, Chicago, wherever, all my drill artists, look, y'all, let's put these guns down. Let's try to have conversations before people end up losing loved ones or family members. Mm -hmm. Like, for real. Because, you know, the only way to get drill to divert into something that's positive Mm -hmm. we gotta first be able to create a space for a conversation to be had one day Mm -hmm. and at the rate that it's going with these bodies all these bodies that's dropping and all this bloodshed that day it just keeps on getting prolonged so let's stop let's put the weapons down if anything i I don't even like violence but fist fight if you got to Mm -hmm. but let's stop let's put the weapons down and let's get to a point where we can have a conversation sooner rather than later ta-ta um i want to talk to you about your music but being the fact that we don't have a release date and being the fact that i don't want to shortchange you because mm-hmm. your music is very powerful mm-hmm. um let's do put on a put out real quick because we got about six minutes and then like i said um if anything we could do this again we can find a time yeah, we could bro. work so i'm out.
1: all for that bro got you yeah, i just yeah
0: but we just having such a good conversation i feel like we were just speaking about so much positive things so many positive things surrounding such a negative topic mm-hmm. i felt like we just had to keep that going mm-hmm. but tata next segment You already know about that boy. I already know. Man, Tata, next segment is Put On or Put Out. For those of y'all who don't know, Put On or Put Out is a segment where we rate hip-hop fashion. So, I'm going to be showing our guest, the legendary, the award-winning DJ Tata, some of the um, most interesting... (laughs) <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, what is it um, fashion choices that we've seen in hip hop Okay. if it's put on Tata's gonna say put on if the um, if the artist executed the fit properly if the artist did not execute the fit properly Tata's gonna say put out Tata are you ready I'm ready bro gotcha now Tata first one cause I know you probably played this man at a lot of parties and he is to me the king of the dance hall how we feel about Vop's Cartel is that put on <laughs> or is that <laughs>
1: Yo. Is that put on or is that put on? Yo, out? buddy, I'm personally not putting this on. Okay, but if you if you ever came to Brooklyn, no. I'll take you to a spot where all the niggas in the spot dress like this. So <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie to you, bro. I'll take you to a spot wait, and niggas is still wait, dressing like this in the spot. Wait, wait, what dancing. part of Brooklyn? Yo, bro, it don't matter. Anywhere you wanna go in Brooklyn, bro, I'll take you to any of the Caribbean spots and the niggas is still dressing like this <laughs> and dancing and getting busy in the, in the parties, bro. I got you. <laughs> this is yo, bro, this somebody uncle right here, bro. This ain't even vibes right now. This is somebody's <laughs> this uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not putting that on, bro. So that's, that's, a no one that one. that's a definitely no no. My boy got on a striped suit and Clark's. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh my gosh. You call me your guard with that one. <laughs> my I, f- that one. <laughs> my yo. I had to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright,
0: next up, Big Brooklyn. How we feel about Joey Badass?
1: Alright. So, definitely, is that, uh, is that put on a Joey? Brow? Yeah, I, I I throw this one on, and okay. the reason I say that, like you said, Big Brooklyn, Big Brooklyn,
0: shout out to Joey, one of the nice, big, big
1: ups to Joey, bro. Mm-hmm. One, and reason I'm gonna say that, very intelligent, mm-hmm. young. No, no, they gonna be able to see black them, bro. man. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Very intelligent young black man. Um, definitely has a lot of knowledge. Yeah, definitely underrated.
0: Very underrated.
1: So I knew about Joey because my cousin went to Era R. Edward R. Moreau, that's Mm -hmm. a school that he went to, to. and my cousin used to skateboard, and he used to skateboard back in the day, so my cousin introduced me to pro era and their music, Mm -hmm. and then that's how I learned about who Joey Badass was and Mm -hmm. whatnot. Just, bro, just their whole dynamic and aspect and and creativity. It's like a a newer version of Wu-Tang, in a sense. That's how I look at them, like a a newer version.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I'm going to say this just real quick. I feel like a lot of people discredit Joey because when he came out, his first album was so great at 19 and he never ever matched it
1: people don't know his word i feel like people discredit yeah. him because he uses big words that and that's too. the thing a lot of people ain't got a vocabulary yeah. so if you don't got a vocabulary you really can't tune into him. exactly because
0: i remember when he said smoking on the clematis i'm like what does mm-hmm. that
1: mean you gotta yeah bro yeah. he make you want to go look up Looking what he's saying bro yeah. and i was
0: like damn this nigga's different he
1: always speaks about opening his third eye yeah and the chakras and stuff like that very intelligent. People don't, yeah. don't and i think people that.
0: don't realize joey i don't
1: even think it's 30 yet and Joey? if he is thirty, he's like thirty-one, just about to be thirty, damn yeah. man, bro. He's young still, super young, yeah. Wow. Definitely shout out to Joey. So that's put on though. I will throw that on, yeah. Throw he got on. he got on some heat right now.
0: I bet. How you feel? Is this put on or put out? How you feel about my son Popcorn?
1: <laughs> Yo, bro, somebody grandmom sold this. You <laughs> Popcon, you feel me, I vibe with the music, bro, but this fit right here, bro, this ain't it, bro. Somebody knitted this, bro. It's like if it's like if my shorty, it's like if my shorty made me a fit and tell me like, yeah, I need you to wear this for me or something, I'll throw something like that. Or my grandma's made me something like that. You feel me? Oh, you gotta wear this outside as a as a birthday gift or a Christmas gift. I was never wearing that outside just regular, bro. Okay. Then it's see through, bro. <laughs> Let's put out, bro. I'm putting that one out, bro. Oh, so far, you got, you got me with one. I bet.
0: Big ups <laughs> to Popcorn. Next up, this man is so Brooklyn.
1: Okay. How if it's feel, who I think it how is, I feel about my son Fab. All right, so you already know. Definitely, listen. A lot of you want to know what's crazy. A lot of people from Brooklyn gonna say Fab can't dress, bro, or just from the city in, in a lot general. Of
0: people, yeah. But mm-hmm.
1: what they don't understand is that it's not about. How you feel about it, it's about how he wear it. Anything that he wear, he wear confident, bro. So is that put on or put out? I'll throw this one on. I like the vest. Uh, I wouldn't really wear the beanie, you feel me? I'll take all the chains and all all the jewelry and and whatnot, and then... I think that's an off-white uh, sweater. This ain't, it's not too bad. Yeah, I, I throw that on. So that's put, yeah, on, for, that on. Yeah, put on. for on. Yeah, I throw that.
0: Okay, and you made a great point. So bad. so far,
1: you got me with two Brooklyn dudes. I throw on. You okay. feel me? You getting it? You getting it. I, you bet. Getting it.
0: <laughs> I bet we gonna take a break from we gonna take a break from New York City for a second. All right,
1: copy, copy, copy. How we feel about
0: Savage and the New York fit? How we feel about Savage? That put on. I am throwing
1: this on. Listen, this is a regular day fit for me. You feel me? I got like three, four, five Nike techs. You feel me? Okay. Damn. <laughs> yeah, bro. You, you, you listen. You from those, Brooklyn for real? <laughs> <laughs> you, lucky I ain't you got, got one. a
0: Nike tech you I ain't every day got in one a on right now.
1: Look, you lucky I ain't got one on right now. <laughs> I wouldn't even been mad at you. You feel me? I, you can't go wrong with the tech. The tech is warm. You Ever. give it. You can yeah. make it through a winter with a tech. Mm-hmm. As long as you got you a little jacket to wear with you can make you can you make, make it, it through. through the winter with a tech. And then my boy got on nice ups. You feel me? This a real Brooklyn fit right
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm prepared, bro. I see you came you came ready. All right, next up, now we got we got we got '90s Brooklyn.
1: Okay. Oh, that's right up my alley. Let me see. Let me How see you feeling about feel
0: like. my son, Buster Rhymes? Is that put on or put out?
1: Nah, Buster <laughs> lost me because Buster looked like he auditioned for Rush Hour, bro. <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs>
0: no
1: wait, wait,
0: hold on. What you mean?
1: He looked like he he auditioned for Rush Hour, bro. That's all. I, that's the first. He looked like a Christmas ornament, bro. Wait, what? He don't look like a Christmas ornament? <laughs> <laughs> the pattern, bro. I'm not putting that on, bro. But listen, if it worked for Buster... Did you say a Christmas ornament? He looked like a Christmas ornament, bro. Something you put on a tree. I ain't wearing that, bro. That's that's a dress. It's too close to a dress, buddy. So so that's put out? Yeah, putting that one out, bro. Damn. Buster, I don't know. What the hell you was thinking? (laughs) Gotcha. All love, though. You feel me? New York City.
0: Next up, man. Tutu the general. I believe he had on the Dior Kicks with the V-Lone hoodie. Is that put on or is that put out?
1: Yeah, I'll wear the fit, you feel me? It, it ain't... Listen, I'm not big on, like, designer, designer, so, like, none of that impress, impress me, for real, for real. But okay. this is a regular hood nigga fit, so nine times out of ten, this time I'll put it on, you feel me?
0: So, 2-2-G's two, two put it on? Eh, uh,
1: I... I wish I saw him standing, but I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I couldn't find the flick. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not bad. It's a calm fit. Okay. I wouldn't personally wear it because I'm just not, that's not my style, but it's it's not a bad fit.
0: I bet. So put on for tutu.
1: Yeah, I'll throw this fit on. I bet. Even though we don't wear the same size, but facts. <laughs>
0: Yo, I heard tutu is short as hell.
1: Yo, bro. He little. I heard he used to uh uh dance on the trains to get late and whatnot. Oh shit. i so I probably seen it before, bro. Gotcha. Probably seen it before.
0: Next up, we gotta show some upstate love. How do you, you feel about my son, El Camino? Who this? El Camino. He, um a part of, uh, what is it, Black Soprano family. He just released his album, They Spit on Jesus. He's from Buffalo. He's a spitter.
1: Okay, okay. He's nice, too. Yeah, you got to put me on. You got to yeah. put me on. You Definitely. I'm going to send you the album. All right. I'm rocking this fit. This is my type of fit right here. I'm big on like bombers and anything graphic, any jacket. Like, mm-hmm. And you're going to see me. I got a bunch of graphic jackets and, mm-hmm. and stuff of that nature. So he got me with the jacket. Got on the good twelves, you feel me? That's a good fit right there. Then all black, yeah. Can never go wrong wearing black, bro. You feel me? So like,
0: I'm not gonna lie, he executed and it's put on, but El Camino, no, he need his ass whoop for wearing a leather jacket with suede sneakers. Oh my goodness, <laughs> <laughs> he know he need his ass yeah, or new off. <laughs> he need you his know, ass. Listen,
1: for he, that. You, he pulled it off though. You get what Nah, he give it to him. He pulled it off. I will give him that one. Like this is a good fit right here. Then he got the you know the the um the airplane hat. I think that's yeah. Jay Z and um uh, mm-hmm. Rock Nation.
0: And a classic Buffalo Sabers with the yes, Buffalo sir. kids. Yeah, you can't on go
1: wrong with that. Okay, yeah,
0: I got yeah. it. So Camino put on. Yeah, I
1: throw this one on. That's ah, a nice fit. I bet.
0: Next up, we back in Brooklyn. Okay, how you feel about my son Jay Critch? Did he put on, or do he need to be put
1: out? I right, um, yeah, that's a good fit right here. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm gonna say this is a good fit. This is a two tone, so this give me like '90s vibes. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Then it's the denim. You can't go wrong with this. This is a calm fit with the tims. You feel me? You just yeah. stepping. It's regular. I, I'll throw something like this on. Not... Wouldn't be my, my first choice. Go cool to? Okay. Yeah, but this is a different style. It's kind of like casual, but still kind of like street dressy in a sense. Okay. Yeah, I like this one. So put on for J Critch. Yeah, i throw Kritch. that one on. Man, shout out to Jay
0: Critch. Next up, we got AZ. How we feel about AZ? Is that put on or put out?
1: Um... I would throw this fit on only if I was going to like a throwback party Damn. or something like that. Is like, he fly
0: on carry over into the new era, this bro? This is
1: nineties. Now you can't you can't wear this now, bro. <laughs> like it ain't fly right now. This was fly in the nineties, bro. Like, I'm not bro, gonna lie, depends my on my somebody else. She still got she still got her beef and broccoli, bro. Like. Oh, shit. Yeah, bro. Those those are specific type of uh, Tims. So like you can't even find those nowhere nowadays, bro. Like. But yeah, bro. I, 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 I'm just put out. Put on if I was going to a sp- special event. Put out if it's for a regular day. I wouldn't wear this on a regular day. God damn. <sighs> <I> hate-
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still laughing at that vibe. <laughs> Shit!
1: You Yo, bro, you killed spider, me with that one, bro. bro. Oh, my goodness, bro. Got my boy out here looking crazy.
0: <laughs> Man, free vibes, Cartel. Definitely free vibes. <laughs> Next up, how you feel about G. Herbo?
1: Herbo! You feel me? Mm-hmm. I, I throw this fit on. I ain't really a Cargo's dude, but i throw this fit on. You okay. feel
0: me? Herbo, actually, I just see he ain't going to have to do no jail time. Shout out to her. Yeah, Herb.
1: lucky him. My boy about to be on house arrest for three years. You yeah. better come out with some crazy music, boy. Man,
0: what? <laughs> like, like Dirk say. One. Hell yeah.
1: But I, I like this fit. I like the brown. I like the yellow that go with it. I'm not too big on the pants, but I... I you feel me? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see what he got on his feet. I don't really know what those are. I think those
0: are the um, they, it was like an off-white like Nike trainer. Oh, uh,
1: those yeah. those is calm, Nothing mm-hmm. too crazy. Virgil, like yeah. this is this this right here is a calm fit too, bro. This kind of piggybacking off like what Jay Critch had on, like something casual in a sense. You kind of be casual, but it's still kind of like street dressy. Mm. I throw this one on. I like the color scheme.
0: I bet. Next up, we couldn't talk about Brooklyn without talking about the legendary Hove. Is this put on or put out?
1: Oh my gosh, bro! <laughs> I'm putting this one out, bro. Wait for real? Hell yeah, bro! Them pants is baggy as hell, boy. <laughs> then that boy got on a button down with a cardigan over it, and then some Jordans, bro. He looked like somebody white dad, bro. Wait, wait, what? And that's big he ups, to, like big what? ups to whole, bro, because he always dropping gems. And a lot of people don't 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 speak about that, bro. And then what he said: a lot of niggas dying over blocks that your mama ain't even. Own and she yeah. renting on. You get what I'm saying? That ties back into the drill stuff. But yeah, big ups to whole. but this fit ain't it, my boy. <laughs> ain't it, my boy. You feel me? That's the, he really, this is a, this dad, a white dad. This is a white dad fit. This ain't even a dad fit. This is a white dad fit. Passing on that one. <laughs> last but not least. You thought, you thought the Jordan saved him. That's why, bro. I thought that I so,
0: bro. I thought he was going to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> last but not least, man. We ain't ended it off on Brooklyn. Queens get the money.
1: Queens get the money. Now let me how, see
0: how we feel about Ja Rule. Is that put on or
1: put out? Oh, I'm putting this one out. This nigga got on shell toes. I thought, oh my gosh, bro. Oh my gosh, bro. Then with the what kind of hat? Oh my god. All right, we ain't even gonna talk about the entire fit, bro. This nigga got on leather.
0: Nah, that's the last one, bro. Go in.
1: Nah, I ain't, I ain't okay. even getting on the whole fit, bro. He got on white shell toes, bro. But that's that's not even the topic. He got on leather. And leather. That's too much leather. I'm good. I'm passing. I'm passing. I'm passing. I'm passing. I'm passing. Listen, this ain't the 90s, bro. We don't wear leather like that no more, bro. Unless it's patent leather. If it ain't on my sneakers, I don't want it, bro. Like Nobody really wear leather like that, bro. I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Yo, bro, that Vox Cartel one, bro. <laughs> Anybody putting that on, got to go straight back to Jamaica, bro. You got to go back to the island, bro. Like, straight. Like, crazy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yo, bro. Now, nah, you call me old girl, that sure. hey, going to be able with that. way. I can love, take bro. you to
0: Brooklyn. To take you yo, to any, bro.
1: bro. I'll take you to any. And, uncle, yo, bro. Where, yo, bro. Somebody uncle in a spot dressed just like that. And he in a spot wildin', bro. I promise you, bro. And he fully, fully Caribbean, bro. Okay. Literally.
0: So, so while we speaking of vibes, cartel? You DJ for years. You've seen. You, you've played probably more dancehall than what, what the hell people remember. Mm-hmm. Is vibes the king, bro?
1: I'ma say yeah because that's the first thing people want to hear when they come in a spot. Yo, you, can you play vibes, cartel? Can you play this? Can you play that? Can you play this? Me personally, bro, my favorite genre to play in a party is R and B, bro. That's mm-hmm. my. That's my best genre because I just know so much R and B, and I listen to so many different songs. Specifically, I just be knowing. I don't even have to come up with a list of songs that I'm gonna play before. I just go by what I'm vibing off of in the crowd. In the crowd. So I'm just literally just.
0: But just staying on dancehall, you would give it the crown to him.
1: Oh hell yeah! yeah. I give him the crown because just because people—that's what people request.
0: What people request, and you know, I say this about vibes. I'm gonna look into the camera real quick.
1: I say this about vibes
0: cartel. Now, let me start this off. I'm not from Jamaica. I'm not born in Jamaica. I am not a Jamaican, but I would say this about. Vibes just from, like I said, me being an outsider looking in. I just look at his amount of hits. I mean, we talking about Ben's Panani, we talking mm-hmm. about Fever, we talking about Ben Like Banana, we talking about, and sorry, I only said that with an accent because I thought about the song in my head. Not trying to culture, not trying to appropriate oh, yeah. nobody's culture. Like, and there's so many songs I didn't name. I mean, romping Shop nice. His
1: catalog is yeah, crazy.
0: Indeed. Conjugal visit. And like I said, maybe I'm not as familiar with Jamaican music as I need to, and obviously there's a whole era of Jamaican music that I probably haven't even really tapped in or understand the magnitude of what those artists did, but I feel like like the only person that might be able to see him, like if they was to do like a versus type of thing, probably be Molly. Like, I just don't know if anybody can go hit for hit with vibes. Like, I was having this conversation with my homeboy the other day, Mm -hmm. what are any of these other niggas gonna play? Like even Sean Paul, like once Sean Paul get past them first them first two albums, Vibes still got a whole damn near clip loaded in the chamber. Like, and even if we even just get off that topic, you look at Vibes, we even talk about the way he impacted culture. Clocks. From what I, from Clarks, my understanding, yeah. from Jama- from Jamaican people that I've talked to, and I understand, a couple Jamaican people that I know do not represent a whole culture of people. But even the Jamaican people that I talked to, Vibes Cartel was hugely instrumental in that. When he came out with the Everybody After Them, so we got my clocks, everybody went out and had them. Mm-hmm. Like that's impacting commerce, that's impacting businesses, that's mm-hmm. branding. And no disrespect, I don't know if there's any other Jamaican artist that did that to the level he did. When he came out with Straight Jeans and Fitted. Mm-hmm. I mean, and had everybody rocking G Shocks and True Religions in Jamaica mm-hmm. and, old, and fitted caps that was probably a uh, mm-hmm. couple sizes too big. Because some bitches, anytime they would move, the bitches would turn. Mm-hmm. Like, any, like, that's him oh yeah you know when we talk about just uh, even just the lyrics and the way he the way he worked with these different rappers and how he collaborated with so many like when rihanna yeah his features, f- in yeah, general, his features yeah. when rihanna first came out and they was like yo this is the it. this this is the this is the girl this is the next like princess of mm-hmm. r&b like this is the next it girl who did they go and find vibes
1: mm-hmm.
0: like i just don't i don't think that I just feel like when we talk about just the music, but then when we talk about the overall culture and impact of dancehall, I don't feel like there's nobody. Oh no, yeah, vibes anybody, Cartel. anybody
1: will tell you that, especially the Jamaicans, bro. Yes, they're gonna tell you. And vibes. real quick,
0: just to end it off, and this is the if there's no other reason why Vibes Cartel is not the king to me in 2016, he released his hit song Fever. Mm-hmm. Fever came out in 2016. It went gold in America, the number one music market in 2020. Mm-hmm. So it took us some time, but it went gold. He was in prison when that song released. He had no promo, mm. no major label back at him, nothing. And his song went gold. Mm. So, if that don't tell you about that man's influence and impact, especially in a market that's secondary to him, because Vibes is the biggest in the UK and in Jamaica, then I don't know what else could convince you. I ain't gonna
1: people. front. Fever was big, especially yeah. in college, bro. And he that's was in jail for five like three, years. Three, four times a night, bro. Yes, bro. So,
0: anyways, y'all, Tata, anything you wanna say to the camera as we wrap up?
1: Um, just be on the lookout for new music, you feel me? Uh, follow me on IG, M-H underscore Tata5, you feel me? I got some new music. It's gonna be dropping more consistently throughout the year. I just dropped my first single, Ready and Not Freestyle. You can tune in on Apple Music or Spotify, you feel me? Just get in tune with me. And that's pretty much it, you feel me? Blessings, Happy New Year's to everyone. And my man, Tata,
0: it. thank you. And as always, my name is Kato, and I got more to say.